2: It feels like Miami Miami, Miami Miami, Miami
1: Welcome, welcome, to the Heat Beat Podcast, live from Tap 42 in Midtown. I'm your host, Carlo Navas, and with me today is not producer, co-founder Brian Goiz. He's in Orlando. He's not here having fun with us. As opposed to that, we have our professional screw-up, Alex Toledo.
2: What's going on?
1: We have our statistician and photoshopper, Christian Hernandez.
3: What's up, what's up, what's up?
1: And we have Jenna.
4: You got it right. You
1: got it right. We need a name for you, okay? So we need to... Listeners, if you have a name for, for Jenna, you have to send us one because Kate, the newest member the Voice of Reason, uh, I don't, we don't have a name for Lauren, do we? For who? Lauren?
2: No. We
1: only have two mics, so bear with us. We are live at Tap 42. Uh, we just watched the NBA Draft Lottery. Make sure to come out to our events at the 5 Reasons Sports Network, started by Ethan Skolling and... Chris Whittingham. We have tons of stuff going on with the Dolphins, with the Marlins, with the Heat. Uh, the latest thing, of course, is this NBA draft lottery. We have a lot of people here. You can follow us on Instagram at HeatBeat to see what's going on here.
4: We should put a disclaimer, though. If you come, your team is likely going to lose. Your
1: team is likely. Like, the five reasons, like, watch party.
3: like it's At absolute great. best, nothing good happens. Like, today was good because nothing bad happened, but nothing good happened. We were just... It's just stayed the same. I
2: disagree. I think a lot of good things happened. <laughs> Starting with the Sixers not having any lottery picks, where at one point it seemed like they had a chance at getting the number one pick. Secondly, the Celtics get two late lottery picks. Another team that had a chance at hopping in the top four. From there, the the Cavs, the Knicks, and the Lakers all missed out on Zion. I think this is as, as, it's a it's as good as it gets without the Heat moving up.
1: I think this is optimal for Team Petty. It's not good for the Heat, but Team Petty took a giant W today. Now, this is an
3: unequivocal W for Team Future Heat because now you've got <laughs>
1: Zion in New
3: Orleans. You've got John ja Morant in Memphis. And let's be real, that's probably not going to go that great. So, you know, talking seven, eight years down the line, those are future Heatles we're looking at.
1: How I mean, positive are you on that?
3: Like 69% positive. Nice.
1: <laughs> um, so the Miami Heat are gonna pick 13th in this draft. <laughs> I think a lot of the mock drafts had my boy Rui Hashibana, right? Alex is like, "You couldn't even pronounce his name right." What's <laughs> his name? I've had listen. I've Don't had worry, a lot. he pronounces mine wrong it, it, too. I pronounced. Is that the correct pronunciation? No, had, are we gonna have to
4: bust not, out not.
2: the Webster's
1: on I have Gianni had right now? Five double Don Julio's on the rocks. <laughs> With lime. you pronounced so. it
2: correctly earlier when you were talking about it with me. We have our intern
1: here Victor Prieto yeah, yeah. Victor oh, say yeah, what's up Victor to the people in. What's up guys Victor's going to be doing a lot of work for us as he says this I'm going to pull up my cheat sheet that Victor provided with the uh, with the draft lottery Victor I don't have Wi-Fi here that's very unfortunate Yeah. <laughs> no this Victor, is actually Victor say what's up to the people This is going well What's up guys talking over each other Where can they follow you on Twitter? They can follow me at @victorprieto11 so,
2: yeah. is it Brio 11 or Brio underscore 11
1: so You can follow Victor. Okay, Victor, because I can't pull up your Chi right now. Rui Hachibana. Hachimura. Oh my God. <laughs> Rui Hachimura. I can roll the R at least. He'll be happy when he's here that I can roll his R. I thought you knew Japanese. I do, but I've had a lot of drinks, so it's okay. So, as Victor, uh, yes. Yeah, so. Did you say Ichibana because of Ichiban? <laughs> no, okay, so I'm going to be completely 100. Uh, We got uh, Alfredo from 3 Yards Per Carry. Alfredo, where can they find your podcast?
2: (laughs) On 3 Yards Per Carry. At 3 Yards Per
1: Carry. Find them covering the Dolphins, covering the newest Dolphins quarterback, Josh Rosen. So check them out over there. Jew
4: Jew Are we allowed to say that? (laughs) Ethan Ethan says we're allowed to say that. I'm allowed to say that. I am a member of the tribe. Oh, jeez. I
1: advocate for this. Jenna's Jewish. She's allowed. Okay, so... (laughs) I think a lot of people have projected the uh, Hachimura uh, out of Gonzaga to kind of be the 13th pick. I've seen a lot of people do it. Average almost 20 a game, 7 rebounds, almost 2 assists, 60% field goal shooting, athletic forward. Uh, This is all provided by Victor Prieto. He did the cheat sheet for me because you all know how I hate college basketball. I've seen y'all been critical of him.
2: So there seems to be a lot of people who think he's not that athletic. Uh, People who seem to think he's inefficient, that he's not a great defender, not a great passer. It seems like there's better wing options. I'm just being honest. Players from Gonzaga. I mean, Heat fans can lie all they want, but they did not like Kenny Olenek before he was a Heat player. Is that a is that a white thing? No, no. I mean, he's Japanese, isn't he? He's Japanese. People, I've seen way too many comparisons to Jabari Parker for me to be comfortable with them taking him. There seems to be way. I like a lot more wings there than him.
1: Do you remember when Jabari Parker was can't miss?
2: Yeah, and I would still trade for him now. <laughs>
5: Alex doesn't try We're having a good time. (laughs) (laughs) So, like,
1: Christian and and Jenna, like, I think that Miami's probably biggest need is a small forward who can score.
4: Right? Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you.
1: Like, so they have – like, we're looking at next season, Justice Winslow at the point guard. They want Josh Richardson at shooting guard, right? Like, that's kind of his more natural position. They play him a lot at three. Are you sure?
4: Yeah, are you sure about Wait, that?
1: I mean, well, I, I imagine Dragic is either going to opt out or come off the bench, right? So they're going to keep that kind of thing going. You're going to have Kelly Olenek at
2: power forward, and you have Bam at center. Would you be surprised if, in fact, Goran does opt in, that they give him, you know, this last year starting at the point guard and they just kind of run back what they did at the end of the season with Winslow as a secondary playmaker, a small forward? Alex, would I would be furious. No, me too. No, I, I, I would think, be so I upset. I of us would be really mad. Like, like, yo, me too, but that's what I'm expecting if Goran does opt in. Why
3: change what they did at the end of the season? It worked really well. Goran was better off the bench than he was as a starter this season. He's, sure. like, built for that Lou
2: Will role. I would love him. I would love him off the bench. But was there a report from Barry Jackson earlier in the, in the offseason saying that uh, they already talked to him about his role going forward being as the sixth man? Is that, was that something that was confirmed? Because
1: that's interesting to me.
2: Yeah. I also think that that's kind of like why we've
1: had the kind of rumblings of Goron might wanna opt out because I do think that you know he's in his, he's approaching his like later years of his career like he wants to be involved in winning he doesn't want to just be like a guy playing 20 minutes a game so I kind of can see like Goron seeing the writing on the wall saying okay well if we're giving Justice the majority of the reps I'm just coming off the bench for like 15 20 minutes like I I can kind of see how the thought process again I know you look like you wanna say something. You just yeah. call her Jenna. Don't, don't stare blank at me, Jenna. Me I keep Jenna saying Jenna. her name wrong, and she just stares blank at me and doesn't Jenna! I can't talk back
4: to you if you're gonna
1: address me incorrectly. <laughs> it's, it's a hard name. It's Jenna. It's the same as yours! I don't know. No, my name's Giancarlo. Carlo. It's not that hard. Ja,
4: ja.
3: It is the same sound.
4: It is the same sound.
1: J. Ja.
4: It's the same That's really close.
1: <laughs> we apologize for the background noise. Again, we are at Tap 42 live. Uh, we have Warriors Blazers going on. CJ McCollum yeah. uh, going in three to three free the line. So. S-
4: sorry, I'm really paying attention to that more than you guys bantering over here. I mean, the Warriors are up 34 to 29. I do
1: think Dame's going to take one out here. If this was a Raptors game, I would not be here right now. I would be totally invested in whatever the Raptors are doing. Um but kind of like shifting back to the heat so scoring wings kind of their need now it's kind of solidified they're playing at they're picking at 13 I think it's unlikely they move the pick right
4: I don't think they do I don't I don't see what they would get for it they're not gonna get all the way up to one and get Zion so what's what's the point I mean
1: like I think Riley has like a history of like moving picks or whatever I kind of think like they're they're kind of like I know that this is not necessarily a deep draft so they're probably going to keep what they have and, and kind of go forward Alex like, Look,
2: I'm no expert but I don't see the point in the heat trading up unless they're trading you know for a top five prospect type guy which I don't think is going to happen either I think it's more likely that they trade down if anything obviously we don't know who they like and don't like but I feel like past 8th or 9th pick you're getting a lot of guys that are kind of in the same tier of talent so at that point it's just become you know who they like and don't like and if there's any offers that are out there, let's say that like somebody like Nasir, uh, Nasir Little from UNC, uh, if he goes 18 instead of 13, uh, they could try to trade him down for whatever team, you know, try to get a pick out of that as well. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Like they have somebody that's projected to go lower, I don't think they're trading up. Okay, but hear me out for a second.
3: Let me play Hope Mongerer for a little bit, all right? What if the heat here, that one of these guys, one of these big time free agents that's coming up, has genuine interest in coming to Miami. That's my thing. What do you do you think that Riley would use that pick maybe along with somebody like Josh Richardson to try to trade for a Jimmy Butler of the world. I mean, again, we'd have to see how the math okay, so would work out on the on the salaries. I've but.
1: actually I've actually done a little bit of the math. So the Heat have the salary cap's at like 109 or 103. I don't remember. It's 109. It's 109. The Heat owe 140 in cap in salary next year. So it's gonna take either Hassan or Goran opting out and then using a pick to move Ryan Anderson. Right. So it's like, well,
3: just to create cap space. Create so that that's space. why yeah the, the trade idea. Probably has more merit because I think that's more realistic. So at you're this saying point. like a sign, like
1: you're saying like a signing trade,
3: pretty much, right?
6: Um, I don't know. I mean, like I guess Jimmy
1: Butler is kind of the guy you look at. Kyrie as well. Like you know, writing's something kind of on the wall for Kyrie. Um, I'm obviously okay with that, like, right, like, at the 13th pick. Like, I know, you know, Rui is the one talked about, like, a lot as, like, and uh, Jenna's laughing, but, like, he's legit. Like, I always see, like, every freaking mock draft.
4: I just, I don't know. I see the Heat going for a free agent over making any noise with this draft pick. I just, that's just the Heat way, and, and I feel like it's, it's a lot more appealing to the fans, also, if they bring someone like that in. But I think, I mean, it's a th- like Alex said, it's a 13th pick. It's not the top five. It's not.
1: But they've hit on their last three picks. Bam. Wasn't Bam the 13th pick? Yep. He yeah. was the 13th pick. They've hit on Bam, they've hit on Justice. they've hit on Josh.
4: Yeah, but I, I don't know. To I me, know what you're saying. To me, if, if, if we're going off of history, they don't do anything with this pick. And they go for a big free agent.
1: My – I kind of – this draft is interesting because I know it's not a deep draft. It's not a draft that's like you look at it and you're like, okay, well, like 1 through 20, I'm going to get a rotation quality player for the next five years.
3: I think that's kind of hard to predict, though, sometimes. I mean, how many times has a draft – been you know painted that way, and then all of a sudden you have three or four perennial all stars being drafted from fifteen to thirty.
2: I completely you know? agree, with Christian. I, I think it's way too early to say anything. I also think that, like I said before, past I want to say ninth or tenth pick, I think most of the next ten guys are all more or less the same skill level as far as you know valuing a prospect. I think you might be able to get a rotation player with with the number twenty pick. I, I'm pretty I'm pretty optimistic about who the, he can get there.
1: Something I've been
2: oddly comfortable with is the Heat's player development in the last
1: five years. So, like, Hassan has been given room to grow and to, like, kind of nurture. Bam as well, Justice. Although, like, we can be critical of, like, they might not have let him do too much. I know, Christian, you have been particularly critical of how much pick and roll they let him run. Uh, Josh as well. I do think they've developed players nicely lately. Rodney McGruder is another guy that the Clippers, a good team, just saw value in when Miami cut him for alleged, you know, what we looked at as tax reasons. So, like, and Tyler Johnson is another guy that, you know, the Nets offered the near, what was it, like $20-plus million contract annually. Like So I kind of trust Miami's player development. So, like, if they get a guy that might not – be the highest of prospects, I kind of trust him to kind of mold him within this, key, this is where, like, heat culture plays a role. Right. So, I guess that's where I'm comfortable, but knowing that it's not the deepest draft in the world, I'm, like, not, I don't know, I don't know how
3: to feel. I mean, I'm going to argue kind of the flip side here, just because I know that Nikias has kind of uh, strongly stated that he... Questions: How well Miami is developing its players?
1: Nikaius is so out there, dude. He- He's he, <laughs> he had, he, but you know what? No. On, wait a second. He was saying that the Heat would drive Zion and make him DeAndre Jordan. I, okay, right. That, that's honestly the <laughs> twi- on, that's Akias. the tweet I was
3: thinking about when I started talking. But I mean, it's somewhat true. Like you have somebody like Bam, who honestly I think has a huge ceiling. But for the second year in a row, they had him predominantly being a screener and kind of a secondary guy. Like there was like. He had, uh, he had five pick-and-roll possessions this season, and he scored every single time. Yet they explored it five whole times. Like When you have somebody that athletic and big, you have to be a little bit creative, and I think that's where he's coming from with that. And, I mean, I'm going to kind of defend the heat a little bit here because I think with all the contracts, like the Deion Waiters, James Johnson, Kelly Olenek, you know, you have obligations to play these guys and show that their contracts are worth that money. And so you're featuring them more than maybe you should be featuring some of these young guys. But there's no excuse anymore. Starting next season, if you're not handing the wheel to the to the young guys, I don't know what you're doing.
1: And, like, I want to kind of add to that, not just to the players, but, like, to the agents, right? Like, I think that we, we as fans forget that, like, there's another aspect to this that as, as an organization you have relationships with agents so like if you're Sean Kennedy Hassan's agent or whatever or, or you Justice you get a margarita Justice Winslow's agent Chris is ordering a margarita on air? No I didn't order one I'm saying Ethan's got one Ethan what? Ethan? Ethan's Ethan Skolnick, looks like a margarita. The uh, Sun Sentinel, the Miami Herald, Bleacher Report, and now 5 Reasons Sports. Ethan Skolnick, what are you drinking right now? I
5: only drink what people buy from me. So <laughs> fun, I, I feel <laughs> like you're buying tonight. I bought... <laughs> no. <laughs> 5 Reasons is buying tonight. Thank Which you, Chris Winningham. Which means that you're not buying because you didn't contribute anything from an ad perspective to this. <laughs> Thank so you, Chris Winningham. Chris and I are paying this out of pocket. Right? <laughs> Chris is even here.
1: Yeah, where is Chris? Chris is not here. Chris is calling a soccer match, correct?
5: Uh, yes, he's calling a soccer match. Uh, Beckham's team playing in Palm Beach yet? I think, right? Palm Beach, Orlando, Lakeland. One of those places. The voice
1: you are hearing is the legendary Ethan Skolnick, Miami media legend, formerly from 790. The ticket, the Palm Beach Post, the Miami Herald, anywhere and anywhere. Ethan, so they heat have the 13th pick, and we've kind of been discussing, like, they're going to keep it. They're going to They're gonna use it. They're going to trade it. Like, what? So, like, my kind of position is this is not, like, a particularly deep draft, but I kind of feel like Miami's hit on a couple picks. They've been really good on player development lately. You've been around the organization. You know people within the structure of heat culture. Like, what do you think is going to happen here? we not used.
5: Why did you have to throw heat culture at me? Because I have to. I have to bother you. He's used
4: that four times in his podcast. Like, heat culture's dead. That's a, that's,
1: a tequila, that's, a, that's a
4: tequila. What do you mean? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold time? on. It's
1: dead. Can
4: we, can we, can we Dwayne's gone. Heat culture's
5: whoa. over. Marketing slogans. Whoa, whoa. Udonis Wait, has on, not on. died marketing yet. Slogans, marketing slogans should not be organizational philosophies, okay? And the last two have become organizational philosophies, okay? Heat Lifer was bullshit, right? Okay? And that was proven in 2016. Concurred. Correct? you you giving me this look. No. The greatest He's player right. in franchise history walked away. Yeah, because they said, shortchanged him financially, well, Heat Lifer. The Stoneman Douglas game winner, Ethan. <laughs> Lifer! I, I, I understand what he is now, but I also understand all the dynamics of that. And so let's start with Heat Lifer. Now, Heat Culture was born out of LeBron leaving. And so needing to say, basically, that LeBron didn't buy into what they have. And so Heat Culture got you four years of James Johnson and four years of Deion Waiters. So could we stop with the Heat culture and the Heat life, or we just get better Heat players? Like, that would be that would be a way to go here, right? And, look, I admire what Riley has established here. He made basketball matter in this town. They've only missed the playoffs five times since he's been here. It's a remarkable record. But we got to stop living in the past on this stuff, okay? This organization needs to get more progressive about the way that they do things. And everything that they've done for the past four or five years has been to stick it to LeBron. And it's enough. It's enough, okay? And and, and so you need to move forward. Now, I noticed in a lot of their marketing materials, they've started to pivot to the three kids, which is where they need to go. It probably means they're going to be traded in the next week. but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm giving Ethan a giant middle finger right
3: I now. I want whatever Ethan's drinking. He's on a roll right now. <laughs> not again.
5: I do I haven't even started drinking yet. I just got a little sip Cheers. of a girly drink. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So, look, like, I, we have to pivot on this I stuff, all right? And this organization needs to get more progressive, and it needs to decide the direction that it's going in. Because you have a lot of different voices in there now, and I don't think that they are all aligned. And you have one voice in Chet Kammerer who's no longer sort of in the picture, and he was responsible for some of the better players that they have on the roster. He's the one who pounded the table for Josh Richardson at 40. Josh Richardson has been, by the metrics, the third best player out of his draft, okay? So Chet's not involved anymore, but you've still got Adam Simon. You've still got both Harrisons. You've still got Pat. You've got Eric with more of a role. You've got... I don't know where Juwan's going to be next year. But so you got Zoe somewhere in the picture. You got Who am I missing? Okay, Andy, obviously. Doing Chris Bush. The books. You've got Chris Bosch, You've got Shane Maddy. You've got Mario Chalmers. Mario, Mario, Mario Chalmers, European <laughs> champion, probably coming back to the organization. What League? about Anthony Carter coaching on the sidelines? <laughs> <laughs> They're not hiring Rio. Okay, <laughs> I wish they would because that would be fun and Tito would be very happy. But, no, there's like 16 people. And, look, I, I don't know what the succession plan is, and I don't feel like it's completely aligned. But what I do know is that Pat apparently plans to stay because Pat has gone from wanting to walk off into the sunset when LeBron was here to telling me in an interview after LeBron left that his goal was to win a championship and he and Chris Riley would get on a plane and never be seen again to maybe he was going to retire to him talking about like he's got 10 years left in the job. I don't know sort of what his end game is, and there's other factors involved because how long does Eric – look, Eric Spolstra is the second-longest tenured coach with his team in the league, and the first, Greg Popovich, isn't long for his job. You know, he's Eric beats Rick Carlisle by like three days. How long is Eric going to stay on that job when he's got a two-year-old, a three-year-old, a four-year-old, a five-year-old? Eric has been on the road for 20-something years, Okay. I mean, I was there with him in 1996 when he was 26 and I was 23, okay? Around your age. So <laughs> how... Right. Well, how, how right. Which makes you one of the oldest people at be. No, 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 no. <laughs> no! I, I have... That's when I was born. Alex,
2: I was born in 96.
5: Alex is 13. I mean, I, you know, so whatever. And that's how long he's been <laughs> telling I'm almost he to find the column of them. that was supposed to be today. Look, I, I, I just don't oh, know no, what third. the direction <laughs> is in terms of, you know, I asked Pat... That's why I asked Pat that question at his presser. The only question I asked was the L.A. stuff because it seems to me like Pat wants to get to Malibu. And the only way he could get to Malibu full-time was to go to the Lakers, and that's not happening now. But how many other people are going to leave or go a different direction while Pat's still here? Is, if Eric doesn't want to coach forever and wants to move into the front office, what is his role going to be? If the Arisons want to promote Battier, how does that affect some of the others in there? And so I think we need to talk. It's important to talk about succession plan, and it's important to talk about what the philosophy of the organization is. Now, look, after Pat's presser, I had conversations with others at the high levels who tried to explain to me what Pat was talking about at his press conference (laughs) because I wasn't totally clear on it. I kind of understand what the idea of what they want to do is, and the idea, and you guys have all talked about this on your pod. Alex has talked about it. You guys have talked about this the contracts they have have become less onerous over time. And so a lot of this is just sort of waiting out the mistakes. And Pat kind of acknowledging the mistakes a little bit was a step forward. But how patient are the fans going to be? I mean, are the fans I mean, if they come back with the same exact team next year what does that look like? They didn't sell the kids at all this year because they were selling they were riding the squirrel. I call Dwayne the Squirrel. No, no, don't look at the contracts, don't look at JJ, don't look at Dion. The Squirrel, look at the Squirrel. What last that Squirrel? You don't have the Squirrel this year. And so can they is Bam going to be a starter From day one Is Justice going to be Your point guard From day one Are you going to put Josh in his correct role Which is two guard As your third option Is that Is that the direction That you're going in And I just I, You know Gee I just don't know right now So asking about the 13th pick They don't need Ethan I asked you If they're going to keep the pick Whatever I don't listen to you I don't listen Well look Do they need another Do they need another player Just like the ones they have No You <laughs> It's like, I'm
1: saying I'm going to get to Midtown Miami at top 42, and you basically went to Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, back. <laughs> right, but I prefer Broward, you know that. Yeah. I know, so, yeah. That's why I did that. So, I'm here. I'm so, you don't have to do the question, are they going to keep the damn 13 pick, or are they going to try to make I, 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 I think they're going to try to move it. I mean, I, I, I,
5: think they're, I mean, what? look, why do they. Keep? I made the case, you look at the four teams left, okay, and add Denver to the mix. They all built in the middle. All, I mean, Philly's the only one didn't, of those six, Boston's different situation, obviously. Uh, but you look at the other teams, Milwaukee Giannis, 15th pick in the draft. Middleton, second round pick that was dumped Immediately, Milwaukee picked up, even Brooke Lopez is not there, it's 10th pick overall, right uh, Not Drew Bledsoe, sorry Eric Bledsoe, <laughs> teens pick, right So those teams are built with middle picks There's only two top, I bet you can't guess this Only two top five picks left in the playoffs Right now, who are they? Two In the playoffs, uh, da- Damian
3: Lillard no. no Lillard was, was six? They was six. Is it, is Kevin, it, Durant? Is it Kyle Kevin Durant? Uh, no,
5: Kevin Kyle, Durant? No, Kyle went 24. Durant? Durant and Evan Turner. Oh! Evan, oh, Turner. Turner. Evan Turner! It looks like a fish! Yeah, that's, that's a great Evan Turner looks
1: like a fish. <laughs> Trivia question. <laughs> no,
3: number, no, only
5: two. Everybody, everybody else, okay? Lillard six, McCollum ten, Portland Bill through the middle, Golden State. Initially built through the middle, Curry at seven, Harrison Barnes was seven's not the seven's not the middle. That's but that's not high lottery but though. Clay was what twelve? Yeah, okay. Clay was ten or eleven. Ten or eleven. Ten or 11. Ten or 11. Yeah. Draymond was thirty-five. Pat thought he was too <laughs> fat. <Tim Hardaway laughs> wanted to draft him. Uh,
3: so. Fire Pat Riley. What uh, so I'm not Riley. <laughs> <I'm not, laughs> I'm not, I'm
5: not, look, and I'm not saying you fire Pat Riley. Pat oh, right. deserves to go out on his own. Dolphin fans pushed out Don Shula, and they've paid for it, the karma of that, for 25 years. Okay, so let's not do that too quickly. But what I'm saying is, these teams, these four teams, have built through the middle. You can do it, but the Heat don't really want to do that, right? And that's why when you ask the, 35 minutes later from when you asked the original question, (laughs) I don't know how they have use for the 13th pick again to, to get another Justice or another BAM, but what they need is an AD. Okay, and what Pat That's wants what at I stage is an AD so I think they will use the pick to get rid of something okay can you get rid of James Johnson with the pick if they can do that to expedite the process I think they'll do that
1: I mean Ethan I mean you don't think that I don't know man like I think that their player development has been like particularly like exceptional the last five years Hassan
2: what the hell are you drinking I am drinking rum <laughs> uh, with Red Bull. i being so
1: Cuban.
4: That, that also almost landed up We're on your Red laptop. Bull. What are you listen, doing?
2: Listen,
1: I just <laughs> elbowed the crap out of Alex's <laughs> rum and Red Bull.
2: I needed a little bit of an energy boost. I asked the waiter uh, what he recommended with some Red Bull. I said, he said rum. I'm like, all right, I'll go with them Cuban. So, yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. <laughs> was, okay, but seriously, I would like to contend some of the things that you even said Because, firstly with, with firstly, with the draft pick. Firstly, with the draft I think it's interesting that you bring up that, the, the idea of them trading... The draft pick with the contract. I think that's definitely interesting. Do you think that is more likely than tra- than than trading the, trading down to try to get somebody else in that same tier who they like just as much as somebody in 13 who they expect to go 17 and then something else along with it? It seems like that's a, that'd be a good way to rebuild some of that stuff that they lost over the years.
5: i question: It is.
4: When have they ever done
2: that?
5: Name it. Never. Uh, did they do it for uh, for North Cole and for Shabazz? They, no, they no. moved up for North Cole. They moved they they moved down for Arnett Moultrie. Oh. Remember that?
4: Okay.
1: Arnett.
5: <laughs> Arnett <Arnette> Moultrie. <laughs> That's, that, that That's the used. guy they drafted over they, Draymond. Right. Yeah. They, they they don't they they've moved up. They don't typically move down. The other thing they don't do, and maybe this is an indictment of ownership, they don't buy picks. When's the last time they bought a second round pick? You saw it. Golden State did it with Jordan Bell, other teams do it. They don't buy picks, okay?
1: Jordan Bell's not the best example.
5: Well, no, but he was at first. But look, they don't need to uh, let me hold this for a second, G, it's fine now. Thank you. <laughs> I'm the captain now. I've been I've been holding
1: the damn mic between Alex and
5: Ethan for like the last twenty-seven minutes. Uh, they don't they don't move down. They don't because here's the thing. Alex, the way they view it, the one thing that G's correct about, the only thing, is that they're really good at player development. And that's what was that's what was so freaking frustrating about those idiotic contracts in two thousand sixteen and seventeen, because they can find a Rodney Magruder, a Derek Jones Jr., let's go back, a Bruce Brown an Ike Austin, a Mike James, a uh, And Anthony Carter. They have done this over and over and over and over and they took time off from it during the Big Three era, which is one of the reasons things got stale because they didn't think those players would be ready to play with LeBron at that stage. And so it was, we got to go get guys LeBron's heard of. Let's go get a Greg Oden. uh, There's a similarity. Let's go get a Michael Beasley. Let's go get an Eddie Curry. Let's go get a Tony Douglas. And none of those things worked. If they had developed players during that period of time, other than trying Terrell Harris and Mikkel Gladness, right, neither of whom worked out. Terrell Harris had 17 rebounds or something. They get Atlanta, triple overtime game. And, told, and I told him it was a great accomplishment. He says, what are you talking about? I'll do it again. And I don't think he had that many the rest of his career. But – that's They're not. Um, they're so good at player development that the draft picks, the second round picks don't mean anything to them because they think they can find a Tyler Johnson and a Hassan Whiteside before they pay those guys without doing it. So I think the 13th pick is meaningless to them. It's meaningless. It's, but I, th- I
3: feel like you just argued that it is worth something to them because they can get somebody they can develop. Trade chip.
5: But, but they think they can develop they think I'm they like, can go develop guy off the street. Yeah. Okay, right? I'm hitting, I'm hitting you guard. just poked Victor in no, the no, eye, everyone. everyone. But, uh, this Victor, is how we treat our interns. Vic, 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 Victor got a mug tonight. It's okay. Uh, but it's not heathen. It's three yards per carry. What do you about that, Victor? Uh, but they think they can develop, you know, those guys, like a Derrick Jones Jr., and turn him into somebody that looks like a first round pick. So, what is the use of a 13 pick, right? Like, what, I mean, what is that for them? Like, I
3: mean, at this point, you're just trying to get more building blocks, right? I mean, look, and I'm going to be 100% honest. I am, a, obviously, I think every fan would be all for trading, making some kind of trade to. Kind of quick start this turnaround But why not just ride out These contracts and then you have Great value on the young guys Keep bringing young, guy, young you cheap why, guys young know in why they
5: can't do it Because the people that are sitting at this table Understand that but The people that they need to fill that building Do not
3: that's fair and it's two
5: Different types of heat fans all right and 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 that heat fan Well Well well, they can but until they draft Someone, until they draft someone. When
1: you're drafting at 13 the utility of that is shrinks the value. And, no, it is true.
5: Now, the point that's being made is they can't trade the pick now. They have to wait until some pick is made. But they would find a way to do that, and they'd work out a deal in advance. And they have done that kind of thing before. I, my, my thing on this is, they, look, they hit on Bam, okay? I, I think Bam is a quality player. What do you No, no, I believe he's a no, he's a. Qu- I'm having so
3: much fun just watching Johnny reach over and scream into the mic. <laughs> but, look,
5: right. But, 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 look, Christian, I need – need either have the mic.
1: That's
5: right I'm justice and I need the
1: ball You're in the corner You're on in the corner you get the ball when
5: when I say so No, But you know what That that actually speaks to a great
3: point And why the Heat might be interested in trading That 13th pick is that Who is going to take the final shot next season
5: I, well, it's not going to be Josh. I, I, I think they've come to the conclusion. I, they tried that to justify the Jimmy thing. Right. Yeah. And I think that was proven no. I, I mean, to me, justice is the alpha. And, you know, it's the, the thing for me, though, is can Bam uh, develop enough from the perimeter that you can go to him for an 18-foot jumper in that situation? I think if they can, look, they love Bam. And it's obvious. Okay, the way that Spo and Riley both spoke about Bam, I've heard that stuff from them. And Alonzo, the last too. Zo loves him. Zo thinks he's a cornerstone piece. I think he can be. But we were comparing him to Clint Capella, and then we just saw the limitations of Clint Capella in a playoff series. So if they're going to do it, they have to unleash him. Now, the the, the one thing I was told – geez not talking anyway. This is great. The one, the one thing <laughs> – This is such a change of pace. It really is. The, the, the one thing that I was told, okay, by someone very high in the organization was the only basketball move that they made this season that they intended to make was Bam – that was not injury-related – was Bam for Hassan and that they waited to do it because Hassan was behaving. And they didn't want to upset the apple cart at that point. Every other move that they made was not necessarily intended. Even the Justice to Point Guard thing, that was Dragic's injury. Dion's injury uh, adjusted other things. The one move that was basketball-related was at some point it was going to turn over to, from Hassan to ban, but it was a question of when Hassan was acting right and giving you kind of sort of what you wanted, they couldn't go ahead and do that. But if Hassan's still on the roster next year, how do you manage that for an entire year and give Bam the 35 minutes that he needs to become the player that he's supposed to become?
2: All right, so if we're acknowledging, first of all, I, I, I'm interested in that in that nugget that you gave us that the Heat uh, wanted to make that Bam starting for Hassan move earlier than they did, which to a lot of cynical Heat fans might sound like them just kind of like trying to appeal to Heat fans. But I wouldn't be surprised if that's true because they, they really do seem to really like Bam. If that is true, and we're we're acknowledging that they're in this phase where they want to play Goran and Whiteside off the bench, Wade isn't here anymore. They're not trying to you know immediately contend if they don't end up landing free agents. Then what's the issue with just keeping the pick or trading down? I feel it feels like it's a different phase than the phase you're describing. Uh, you know, where when they had LeBron, and even right after when they were still trying to make that uh, that competitive push uh, with LeBron in the East, it feels like they're in this different stage now. Like you said, they're they're marketing. You know. The kids. Uh, it feels like I'm not mad about them embracing the culture thing as their as their marketing slogan. If we do acknowledge that they have a good culture, isn't it just good business at that point?
5: I, I mean, my thing with marketing slogans is when something happens that's not part of the culture, it's hard to explain it. Like Dion Waiters did not obey the culture, right? I mean, he, I mean
2: for like I two mean, months he did.
5: I mean, well, <laughs> and, then, and, and then he got locked out of locker room. Like, you're not gonna. You know, you can only push that stuff so much, and they have to be. Their marketing department is the best in the sport. Okay, it is the best, and Pat even alluded to that. But you know, they have to move past that. Like they have to move past that, Uh, and and it's it's got to be because the fans are not fooled by it anymore. You know, the average fan is not fooled by it anymore. Like you can talk culture, 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 but when you get beat out by Detroit for the playoffs, what does it mean? Um, as far as the philosophy, yeah, they, they I think they want to build around the kids for now. I, I'm just hesitant to really believe that's what they're doing because Riley's philosophy, if, you, if you're, you're going to take the mic from me, then <laughs> 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 look, I'm juggling things, okay? I, that's fine. All right, just pay the bill. Uh but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, it, 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 <laughs> but, but, but here, look, Riley's philosophy is he had a, he had a Lamora Odom and a Kron Butler. And it wasn't enough. He, he knew if he got if there was a bigger fish out there, he was going to go get him. And that's the way he wants to operate. And th- the most important thing to me that Riley said to this whole presser, and it got passed over in part because of my question about L.A. and some of the things he said about James Johnson, which irritated Chris Whittingham so much. Uh, the, the most important thing he said to me was he was talking about getting a star, and he basically said it was on the star to stay he wanted to be somewhere, And what they are counting on is... Somebody, maybe it's not a Jimmy Butler, but maybe it's somebody like a Jimmy Butler. I think it's going to be a Jimmy Butler, by the way. I still think that's in the mix. They're counting on a star to say, I'm going to Miami. Get me to Miami. Andy, figure this shit out. Okay? That, that's, that's their hope right now. That's their hope, is that somebody forces their way and makes it impossible for the other team to get fair value. And that's the way. That, so I just don't believe they're going to be committed. They're most committed to BAM of the three, by far. By far. I'm telling you that. But I just don't believe that they're so committed to them that if one of these guys says, I wanna be in Miami, that it's not, it's just like, Pat's like, Andy, what can you get me in an hour, okay? That's the way they operate. People think these things that all this planning, 2010 and all the rest of this. The decision to Max Chris Bosch, I was told by people in the organization, took 25 minutes. They had 25 minutes, okay? They were communicating with Henry Thomas. They thought Chris was going to go to Houston. I never thought Chris was going to go to Houston because I didn't think Adrian Bosch was ever going to go to Houston. Okay, Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew it badly. But they they called the bluff. Henry's And Pat's talked about it, that a mistake was made because they should have taken care of Dwayne and then they would have alleviated all the problems they had in future seasons. But they believed that Chris could leave, and so they made the decision. These things happen fast. The decision to keep Justice Winslow, okay, was... I can tell you, there's somebody else in that room that Riley looked at. Somebody else, okay, who wants picks. And Pat looked at him when Danny Ainge made the offer of the picks and said, you're always telling me you want the freaking picks. Do you want the picks? And this person said, no, take the player. And they took the player. These things happen fast. And so at some point, a player's going to say, like Jimmy Butler said, "What was was wrong, I was right. Like Jimmy Butler said, I want to be in Miami, Okay and they tried to make it happen, but they were dealing with a dysfunctional organization and that didn't happen. And don't believe them when they deny the stuff about that Sedona reported, because a lot of that stuff happened, okay? So that's all I'm saying. There's gonna be a move, and that's what Counts Pat's counting on. And when there's a move, all the Justice Better stuff, and all the We Love Damn, and Josh is the next, is Eddie Jones, is gone, okay?
2: Okay, so I'm-
1: Dare you slander our propaganda.
2: I'm really interested in what Ethan's saying right now because the other nugget he just gave us about them being way more invested on BAM than any of the other kids is interesting to me. I mean, I, so am I, but I, I, I wasn't but sure if they were on the same I've, side.
1: I've heard from people, you know, Ethan's not the only one who does reporting out here. I've talked to people in the organization. And, and late. I've, I've actually and, Leif, and I've actually heard that. I know that we've talked a lot about on this show about what limitations of the coaching staff putting on BAM. Like, what are they not letting him do? And I've heard otherwise. I've heard that he has the ultimate green light to do whatever the hell he wants and that he's being very conservative with the way he plays. So I kind of hear what Ethan's saying, but I also trust the people that I heard this from that are telling me that, okay, like this guy is being very cautious with his game. So I kind of see it, but I, I, I've I noticed more... Why are you laughing at me? There's more... There's more trust in Bam and, J- and Josh and Justice.
2: See, but the other reason I found that interesting is because if it is true that they value Bam first, and I'm assuming Justice second, they had the opportunity to trade for Jimmy Butler, and they didn't want to offer Josh Richardson until the last second when it was reported they did it.
1: But I want to ask Ethan this, because this has been my thing with, jo- with, with Jimmy Butler. You're trading for a guy who's about to be a free agent who's going to be 30 years old with Thibodeau Miles, and you're going to have to pay him the max. You know that you're... Thibodeau Thibodeau Miles? Miles. Is that that like like a trademark now? Thibodeau Miles (laughs) is playing... 48 minutes in a damn playoff game against LeBron.
3: It's like it's like a Thibodeau marathon. It's not 26 miles. It's 52 Do you remember miles. remember when Jimmy
1: Butler
5: played 48 straight minutes in three straight games against the Heat in the playoff? In the playoff! And they had him like, hey, Jimmy, you're going to guard Dwayne and LeBron.
4: Not
1: just one. Oh, but Jimmy, wait! In his
4: defense, who did he have to do dude, the job? You don't
1: play poor guy forty-eight. He, minutes. It was the only guy he had. You don't play somebody forty-eight minutes to guard <laughs> two top twenty-five players of all time. That's a hell.
4: <laughs> poor Jimmy Butler. LeBron can do it.
1: LeBron, Jimmy Butler's not LeBron. Jimmy Butler's Jimmy Butler. I mean, like, it's a good point though.
3: I mean, what happened to, when Kevin Durant pulled his calf uh, just a few nights ago? They said that he had played, like, four or five straight yeah, games it was like, like, 43 Kobe minutes. minutes. It, was yeah. it was a lot.
1: Like, like, jokes aside, like, you're a coach, and you have a very good... Remember, Jimmy Butler was still, like, a young player at this point. You have a very good, like, moderately young player. And you're like, hey, Jimmy, this is a second-round series. You're going to guard Dwayne Wade, arguably top three shooting guard of all time, top 25 player of all time, and LeBron James, top 10 player of all time, for 48 straight minutes, for three straight games.
4: But it's a playoff series. Like what, if you that, don't do that, then the when the are you going to do? It on
1: that body, right? Ethan? so, you have like this guy who's obviously a very good and talented player who has these astronomical Tom Thibodeau playoff miles on him, and I could see the Heat saying, "I don't want to max a guy that's 30
5: years old with that kind of load on him." Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I I wasn't in favor of it for that. I was in favor of it for one reason: a, I wanted to be right. That's always a reason. God, isn't that the uh, best reason to do anything? Uh, and, and, and B, I wanted something for us to talk about because our numbers were through the roofs during the, the through the roof during the whole Jimmy Butler thing. My girly drinks started to get to me. Um, but, but but look, I, you know, I wasn't in favor of the long term play there. I mean, A, I don't think Jimmy Butler's the number one. Uh, B, you mentioned the Thibodeau thing. It's a little overstated because he didn't play that many minutes early in his career. But, but yes, there were a lot of minutes there. Uh, three, he's not a good three-point shooter, which concerns me because I don't know that that's going to get better over time and he's going to become more reliant on it. So I think that's a problem. And, yeah, the money is crazy for him. And I don't think he's a great team guy either. And so I don't think he's a build-around team guy. like And Philly. he's been good. Yeah, but I don't know how long that would last. Look, I like the alpha part of him, but – there needs to be another alpha with him to, to sort of control it. Justice Winslow. To, well, Winslow, but I don't know, I don't know if Justice look, Justice has said, and he said in an interview with Chris and I three years ago he wanted to be the face of the organization. Josh Richardson would never say that. That's why I, I always felt justice was the alpha of the two of them. That's why you always felt that what? That justice I'll take was it. the alpha Justice What? It was the alpha. And justice Better. Justice Better. <laughs> justice Better. But I, I don't know what that was about. <laughs> Try to sell yeah. t-shirts? Does this matter t-shirt? We need the money. But Five uh, Reasons.com.
1: Five Reasons, <laughs> my, five reasons. Com.
5: Five reasons Sports. You can't even you won't even be able to spell it. You would not be able to put the two S Even I can't spell anything. I can't spell my own name he right. He can't spell anything. You no, know wait, wait, he did send me a really nice birthday message. It was all spelled right. And I didn't know what the hell I didn't know who I said Google. A damn Google Google. I don't know who wrote it for
1: him. I wrote it.
5: Uh, my, Google. Wrote it I wasn't this look, they they have they don't have a perfect option. This is my whole thing. Anything that they do costs them something. And he fans just have to get used to that over the next year. So if you get Jimmy Butler, you're going to pay the cost of – you're going to pay the freight on his body breaking down later in his career. Like people were talking about John Wall. Like how would that have gone, right? Like right? that. Like I like the Bradley Beal contract.
2: There's still a part of me that doesn't completely hate it, but the fact that he's got out for 12 months is like right, – Yeah, you can't do it. Yeah.
5: yeah. But, I, but I, I like the Bradley Beal. That's the one that I would go for, but what were you going to go up? That's the prize. Actually make that happen, right? So they just have a bunch of bad options. The only thing that gives me any hope for the Heat organization right now is, A, Andy Ellisberg's a wizard, uh, and B, that I don't know that Pat would be sticking around and dealing with this unless he saw a way out. Now, he may be irrational about it, because I think some things he's done over the past five years have been guided by anger over LeBron leaving, and they have been irrational, but I just don't know why would he continue with this unless, unless he saw something or somebody else high up in the organization said, Alex, this is a way out for us. Because why does he need to do this? Like he's just It's not like he's humiliating himself. They're not a terrible team. But this is not a Pat Riley. This doesn't feel like a Pat Riley organization.
2: All right. So if we're doing the big picture stuff, something that I've been thinking about that kind of leaves me, I know this is what we do. We're, we're a little bit more optimistic than maybe other people are. Are we? May, I mean I don't know that's the, that's definitely the perspective on us. But the reason I'm a little bit more optimistic than you are is because I feel like they've been little by little, you know, accumulating this structure for when Pat does leave. I feel like at this point, Pat's maybe got two, three more years of him trying of him, uh, you know, trying to hit on these free agents. Like this summer, he, he's going to try to see if he has any intel from Jimmy's camp or Kyrie's camp or whoever it is that, that they might be interested in coming worries. here. And then, if not, if they don't hit, I'm guessing he's—they're just going to go young until they eventually do hit. And that, meanwhile, kind of setting up the structure for when he's gone. I wouldn't be surprised if what you were saying about Spo is true—that like two, three years from now, he moves up to an executive position. But I also wouldn't be surprised if whoever does become re- replaced coach kind of runs the same game plan as he does, especially definitely on defense. And now with whatever offense they end up shifting to, I'm a little bit—I'm not as worried as you are when it comes to that part. As uh, and as well as. Uh, the part you're talking about with jimmy butler for like another thing that 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 i thought of when you were talking about it was are we gonna know on draft night that jimmy butler uh, does or doesn't have interest in the heat it doesn't it all just hinge on whether or not they offer him the five-year max
5: well i, I think to a degree but look jimmy i can tell you from having reported this you know, daily the last time jimmy will make it clear through people it'll be clear Okay. I mean, it'll get out. I mean, his agent is inexperienced, um, doesn't have a lot of clients. That's one of the reasons that was kind of bungled, the way that they handled it. But it'll get out. I mean, Jimmy's not quiet about this stuff, and the Heat will know. Um, the Heat, look, they know things before they get out publicly. I mean, you go to the Kawhi Leonard situation, they put everybody on the table for Kawhi. But at the same time...
2: Nuggets!
5: They, but at the same time, they couldn't reach Kawhi's people. And they believe that Kawhi's people were more like a 20 times the nightmare that LeBron's people could ever be. And so, because at least, the thing, the thing about LeBron's people is, and I dealt with them a lot, is that there's structure to it. Like, you may not like Rich Paul, okay, I, I like Maverick personally. I just, I have a personal relationship with Maverick when I was covering LeBron. But like and I like Randy and a lot of people don't, but I, I you know the I, I like Adam and a lot. So I know their core group. But like the 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 heat, like they could deal with LeBron's people. They could deal with Shaq's people. It was basically Jerome. Okay? <laughs> Dwayne's people they knew because they were Zoe's people before. It was Lisa Joseph and Lisa okay. Joseph. It was Lisa Joseph and all those people. Like they could deal with Dwayne's people who were not yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna stop there. They, they knew. They they they, they 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 knew. They knew kind of how to how to manage it. With Kawhi's people, like it was it was known throughout the league. That's one of the reasons there was not the interest. Also, Kawhi kind of made it known that he name was not on his list. Like there was a list, and Philly was on it, New York was on it. There were some other teams on. Toronto was not on it, by the way. And they they rolled the dice anyway. They might win a championship. Who knows? But they will. Well, no, because Kyle Lowry can't play. Kyle Lowry. Us. It's it, been it's, awesome. Be, Just be, be, trash, it'll Kyle. Be five Larry. of seventeen in, in game one, but plus <laughs> twenty four. <laughs> right, perfect. perfect. I like Kyle personally, but no. Um, so, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I think what you're looking at is that you know they, 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 do the intel on these guys, and they will know that Jimmy Butler wants to be here. But, but how do you make that happen? Because I think structurally, from a cap perspective, it's harder now than it would have been if they made the trade. Last year, and so what are you going to give up to get him? And is he the guy? And how much? Here's another question: How much influence does Dwayne still have? Because Dwayne wanted that deal done. Spo wanted that deal done. From what I heard, I know the Dwayne part for sure. I heard the Dwayne. I heard Spo part. But how how do you make that? Is that the the move that you want to make? Steph Curry
1: just hit the most (laughs) absurd three. That was insane. I'm sorry. I I lost. it. stop on a dime, shoot, fading to his left. That was ridiculous. Warriors up 11. Ethan, do you remember when we used to have this? Like what the Warriors are doing, Miami used to have.
5: They did. Um, they did. And, you know, with, and it's when, there are some similarities because we're kind of, I think, towards the tail end of Gold State's run, where you've seen it hemorrhage. You know, I think one of the things that's interesting about Gold State is it's like the Heat—they they haven't developed any players. Teron Looney. I mean, not good
1: enough.
3: Though.
5: I mean, we
3: don't talk about that enough. Like the, the the Warriors, what were back-to-back first-round exits, weren't they? Before they they brought on Steve Kerr, it all just broke but, but through. They,
5: they built through the middle, like, right? That's that's where they. I mean, they built through the middle. Right. But if you look at Golden State, look at their bench now, and that's kind of what happened to the Heat bench when you were playing. I mean, remember, like is the solution. They were starting Rashard Lewis. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody remember? I <laughs> do. He, he, he was starting. Dude,
1: he was playing They were starting big in mid. the finals. He was playing big they big the finals. He was playing big they were depending the on Rashard freaking. <laughs> Lewis. Which,
3: by the way, in retrospect, man, he moves
2: slow, right? He was horrible. <laughs> Am I right? I never <laughs> wanted him. I will contend forever that Rashard Lewis is like the so. third best player in the 2014 finals for the Heat. After Beasley and LeBron? Another thing I wanted to say, Beasley will always be a solution. I think we should sign him this summer for the minimum. Beasley. Um, yeah, like.
4: I don't agree with you on that.
3: I've seen Beasley
4: be the un-solution to any problem way too many times. You're fired.
3: <laughs> Guys, be at least I can spell. That was his goal, to put up 40 a night in China, and he's doing that. Let he him flourish.
1: Played more finals games than
2: Derrick Rose. And at the end of the day, what else <laughs> matters?
1: <laughs>
2: Derrick Rose never scored that many points in China. That
4: you can you can say that for sure. I can
5: say that.
4: He also has Thibodeau minutes. <laughs>
3: That's true.
1: <Thibetal> ligaments.
3: <laughs> do you guys
1: wanna do you guys wanna update Game of Thrones odds or what? Uh, okay, okay, oh okay. No. No, I do
3: I do wanna bring this up real quick. Wait, wait, does everybody here watch Game of Thrones? Do you watch Game of Thrones?
4: Yeah, I yes. just wrote an article yeah. about the M- Gen- NBA fi- Gen- playoffs Gen- being Gen- Game all of right, Thrones. Okay, there we go.
5: Ethan, right. are you in on Game of Thrones? Yes. Okay. I, I just caught up, actually. I just watched the last two episodes. So are, are we allowed to give
1: spoilers away at this?
5: We, we are. Okay, okay so I don't
3: think Vegas odds are spoilers, right? No, That's no, no, yeah, publicly so I'm gonna, available I'm info.
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do, do some odd sharks in Vegas. So the last episode, we went through the, uh, the, the odds on who will claim. By the way,
4: Golden State is sweeping uh, this series.
1: Seth Curry, Curry, Curry is doing work twenty-five percent I mean, at the half. We are remember. we are live here at Tap Forty Two with our a bunch of fans of the show, a bunch of listeners, uh, five reasons sports network people. Okay, so Odd Shark has the updated odds for the Iron, Iron Throne. Braun is the favorite at minus five hundred. Okay, oh, I mean, no, Bran. No,
3: Bran Braun uh, <laughs> is nobody's got a gonna different character. Is he? Yes, I've watched for five episodes. Bron is the cell <laughs> sword. Buddies with Tyrion, threatened to kill both
1: Tyrion and Jamie, though Jamie's dead the now. Really short one. one is better yeah, than is the, the other. Short one. Okay, got you. So for the audience that doesn't know, I started watching Game of Thrones at the end of season seven, and I've only seen the last episode of season seven and season eight. No wonder he's calling him Braun. Yeah, because I just I just want to be a part of like society, right? Like I want to be a part of like my office collada talk. You know, while everyone's making the cafecito, I want to be a part of this. Okay,
3: fine, but let's get... Okay, so who does everybody think is going to be on the throne at the end? Okay. Janna, let's start with...
1: I, I wanna, no, let's not start, John. I want to start with my prediction. <laughs> okay, fine, Gianna. You watch even, nothing. I let's do know this. I want you think. I think
5: Arya is going to assassinate Daenerys. I like that. Then I bet have that Sansa claimed the Iron Throne. Uh, I can see it. I mean, again, I didn't see kind of the heel turn coming this week. Uh, I thought actually, I mean, look, I don't want to be one of these people because I didn't read the book, so I don't, I don't want to be one of these people that's like D and D got way out of it or whatever. They're, they, but I, I mean, I, I just don't understand that. Like she got, I mean, all the things for her that's to get pissed off about, it. like. I don't. I don't get it. She just snapped at that point. Yeah, she did. She, didn't kill... she went all Rasheed Wallace, like just. <laughs> like, <laughs> Victor, what do you? Victor, do you, Victor Prieto,
1: our intern. Do you watch Game of Thrones? I do. I started watching like a month and a half ago. <laughs> do you agree with my take that Arya's gonna assassinate Daenerys and then have Sansa playing the Iron Throne? I think Arya will probably kill Daenerys. I don't know where uh, Jon Snow
2: goes with that though.
1: I don't think Jon Snow's gonna sit on the throne, and I don't know what they're gonna do with Bran, but I hope they do something
2: good with him because he's been the most useless character. I agree. <laughs> better, his ass has been sitting in a wheelchair for I don't know how many seasons.
1: In season one, somebody, somebody tell me. Uh, yeah.
3: End of first end of, episode, of he gets third. thrown no, out of dude, a tower. So yeah.
1: He's been like there, dude. I mean, he's been like Deon Waiters injured <laughs> for the entire time. <laughs> I need,
3: I need this. Yeah, If someone had tried to assassinate Dion Waiters in his bed. <laughs>
1: I mean, deal wait a Gerald Green maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say?
4: Gerald Green maybe.
1: Fuck.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay no. Okay, who do you think is going to be on the throne? Are
4: we are we going with who what we just Iron said? Yeah, we think Jon Snow is doing it. You're just to so spite you. Just to spite you is going
3: to kill Daenerys but Jon Snow is going to be on the John throne.
4: Jon Snow
1: doesn't want the throne. Game of Thrones
4: fans love that guy.
1: He's like Josh Richardson. He doesn't want to like be the face of the okay. franchise.
4: So I'm gonna. But he is the face of the franchise. But
1: Justice is. That's
4: but Jon Snow is the face of the franchise. But he
1: doesn't want to be. No, no, no. He's like who
3: is? Who would he be if he was an NBA player? Josh
4: Richardson. He doesn't want to be the face of the
1: franchise, even though he's probably the most capable. But Josh
4: Richardson isn't the face of the franchise. But he doesn't want. So your be. comparison is not comparable. Okay. What NBA
3: star is a star but doesn't want to be a star? Who hates being the center of attention? Kevin Durant!
1: Kawhi or Kevin? (laughs) Kevin.
5: (laughs) He's Kevin Durant. Never win. Alex, had, uh, I will say, just, uh, I'm going to bring a little football into this. Uh, Simon Clancy on our Three arts Per Carry podcast, for some reason, compared Jon Snow to Camp Cavern, which, I mean, that one. I, I, don't, I mean, Simon did this on the pod this morning, and they, they went through all this stuff. I mean, he's British, of course. I don't know. I don't know. But, look, I, I think your thing about Arya, look, Arya is clearly the character they don't want to kill. Right, like I, I think they made a decision that that is... Everyone would be so... Mad. So, yeah, they can't well, what is... All right, let's do this. How long is this pond? Like three hours? Like what are we doing? <laughs> That's it? Okay. This feels longer the longest 53 three minutes longer. of my life. It's <laughs> It feels longer with you than with Whittingham. My drugstore is a turn. With I do 50 minutes, it feels I'm like sorry 15. sorry about <laughs> the damn professional <laughs> like Chris uh, is. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the same age, too. It's yeah. like worlds apart. Anyway. Wait, hey, Chris is only 26? Yeah, Chris is 26. Jeez, I feel really old.
4: I feel really old. <laughs> he was an intern when I met him?
3: Don't worry, next time Alpha. Yeah, he must have been an be intern.
4: Sorry, idea. Something about Aria <laughs> not wanting to be killed. I don't want to
5: kill Aria. Aria, Aria is going to end up being the one that succeeds. Oh, this one I was asked. So what is, in your view, TV shows' worst finale you've ever seen? This is gonna age. This is gonna show my age because I mean, there's one. You want three. my answer? Duck What's yours? Full Metal Alchemist, the
4: 2003
1: bro? Oh. No. I saw somebody why post would, this. Why would they send L and Al, Ed and Al, oh, to like Nazi Germany? You have like decades
4: so- of TV to keep watching. Oh, My God. It was horrid.
5: Worst one of all time. Because I'm gonna age myself here. Yeah, worst one of all time. Seinfeld's the worst. Uh, yes. Worst final oh, episode of all time. Seinfeld was terrible. terrible. Cheers ending. was the best. Cheers were the best. If you think about it, the, the bar closes. I don't know how... It's, two, it's before most of your time. But yeah, Cheers the was later. good. The bar, and the bar closes. It's just, spoiler yeah. alert. I mean, if you haven't Have seen you, Cheers... I really? really it's on 30. every night at 11
3: o'clock. It's probably sailed. <laughs> how I met your
5: mother's up there. Sopranos is pretty bad. Too. Sopranos was terrible. Sopranos was pretty bad, too. Breaking Bad was, I thought, pretty good. No, that was a really good ending. Um, um, yeah, but that's where I would go with it. I...
2: This is a popular one, but I still contend lost. I thought they got so overindulged with themselves and trying to confuse everybody that they just confused themselves in the process. It just, at,
3: at the oh, end. Entourage. That ended pretty bad. <laughs>
2: <Okay>.
1: That, <laughs>
3: that did.
4: That was pretty that bad. That was
1: Like
5: That wasn't just like what, That was I mean, all, all 12 all episodes.
1: All it, look, that's what I meant. That, that I'm going to yeah. pivot to one that I thought was good, and I'm not even going to mention anime, because the best ending ever is Code Geass. Everyone knows that. But... <laughs> Uh, a show that people actually watch, Twenty Four, I thought ended really oh. good. With I Jack, ha- I hated boy, that with ending. Jack Bauer like going to like the Russians. Yeah, that was awesome. Okay. Like he had to. He, he had
3: like But season? didn't Chinese, they? Chinese, yeah, whatever, are you talking about after they brought Twenty Four back, or the original? Okay, back. Okay, that the original doesn't count. End. The original one was no, terrible. Was, that season of Twenty Four was good. That I thought that last season of Twenty Four was actually was but the good. The original of, ending was not, was good. not good.
1: No, yeah. the original they sucked. When they brought it back to the last season, where Jack saving Brynn, that was a good ending where he sacrificed himself yeah, that was, to save Chloe.
3: I mean, well, I guess that's part of the reason. I mean, like he, he sh- like he should have died. <laughs> he should. He should have. <laughs> so I'm glad that that's ultimately how it kind of got resolved. But that was the big thing. I mean, his that whole show. That show was amazing. I could honestly, if I if I rewatched it, I could do like. 10 podcasts uh, on that too, show, dude, I, because that I show was so 24. good. I wish they would bring that model back, the real live, yeah, the like, that. time show. Oh, that's so good. I love that. I, I love it. that. But he never ate bad. or peed, ever. Ever
4: <laughs> he never
3: what? He never ate or peed. Yeah, okay, he did it in the eight minutes that they were focusing on another character. Bullshit. He was never
1: peeing.
4: He held it the whole 24 So, is he hours. inhumane? Yeah.